good time of the day. Welcome to another episode of And When I Say I Mean. I'm your co-host, Austin. And I'm your co-host, Adrian. Welcome to another week. It's been it's been a week. Um, it has been. I wow, I was I was gonna say I know what you did last weekend, but that makes me sound like <laughs> such like a, a crazy stalker person. So I'll just, just say, Adrian, what did you do this past weekend? Uh well this past weekend I got to go to Burlington, Vermont with mm. Becca and meet up with Austin and Amelia. Oh, huh. Crazy. I know, right? That's so it was wild. good. We yeah, we walked around there like I don't know, is it it's not quite Main Street. But it's Church Street. Church Street, which just has lots of shops and food and open air markets. Mm-hmm. Storefronts. I I was I was telling Amelia that Burlington is the distillation of every stereotype you have about New England. Everything is perfectly distilled in Burlington, and so if you don't like New England, you will hate Burlington. If you like New England, you will love Burlington. Well. If I would say if you like New England from outside of New England, you will love Burlington. I think most New Englanders probably like Burlington, but do New I would Englanders say, not like New England? No, they do, but it's it's like I think the thing about Burlington is it's like the like traditional New England and not like the New Eng- it's like the New England that shows its face and not the like New England that's actually there like maine is not like burlington vermont it's the distillation of everything you think you you like about maine though yeah but it's not true maine it's like the the, the what you think maine is yeah right right it's like it's like the platonic platonic ideal of new england okay thanks bernie there needs to be more if it wants to be truly New England, there should be like more like flannel rednecks and No, did you no <laughs> did you see the flannel store? That yeah, was but there? that was like that was like hipster flannel, also, not like no redneck one, flannel. No one thinks that there are rednecks in New England. Right. This is what I'm trying to say. This is why <laughs> Burlington doesn't actually display what true New England is. It is because is, it's the platonic ideal. Okay. I'm not even really sure what all that means. But Are you familiar with Play-Doh? A little bit. The stuff that you play with and so- eats no. tastes like salt. No. Wrong. Plato the philosopher. I am somewhat. So Plato says that uh, beyond the representation of what we can see, there exists the forms. And mm-hmm. the forms are the true essence of whatever something. So if you imagine a tree... You can ma- imagine a specific tree, but normally you imagine some abstraction of a tree. The pure, real, existent tree is the form. But I don't think that that pure New England um, is Burlington. I feel like, if anything, true New England is the flannel Timberland rednecks but that that i mean that still doesn't capture all of new england right i agree burlington is more of like a a 
New England city or New England town. It is like the the quintessential New England town. That's it that's what I mean. But it doesn't capture all of New England because New England is bigger than just like Portland, Maine and Boston and like Portsmouth. Like there's lots of backwoods that is not like any of those places. Burlington is much more backwoods than any of those other places. Okay. I've never been then to those Portland, cities? Maine, so I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Again, all this is just arguments anyway, and semantics. The dream of the 90s is alive in Burlington. What is the dream of the 90s? I don't it's a it's a Portlandia reference. Okay. So for all my Portlandian fellow viewers, that is what Burlington is like. Um, but for those of you who haven't seen Portlandia, it's nice. just has lots of little shops. Got yeah. some socks. It's got some fun socks. Um, you guys got some books. I did. I got six books. You had an argument with the bookseller? I did. I I I I still passionately disagree with this guy about this. And you wrote like a whole article. I wrote a it. whole article. If you want to read about why I think it's so important to call Flights by Olga Terchuzik uh a novel and not a collection of short stories, visit boundaryeffects.com. There's an article there. It's called A Novel by Any Other Name. But There you go. Yes, I I this bookstore was good. It wasn't as good as the other bookstore on Church Street. Mm-hmm. Um and and they had cl- like flights in their short story section and I was just I was flabbergasted by that. I I thought it was an insane insane choice. I, so like so Did you tweet at the so, author? No, she's not on Twitter. Did you tweet um, at the publisher or something? No, that's a okay thought though. Um, they are probably on Twitter. I'd have to find out who the publisher is. Um, because it's not one that I immediately recognize. It's probably Penguin, to be honest. Um, but anyway, so I was so outraged. I went and talked to actually a real person at the bookstore. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. it. It was a it was a big deal. It was a big deal, people. Let me tell you, most of you listening probably know Austin, so know that it's a big deal. But if you don't know Austin well enough to know that that's a big deal, it was a big deal. Typically, and he did it very, he did very well, I might add. Listening into the conversation was great. Um, he was able to express his thoughts and opinions clearly without completely demeaning the person he was talking to. Well, it was it was helpful for them that they said it was a marketing choice by the publisher. Mm-hmm. And so then I couldn't, I had no one to immediately blame. <laughs> you couldn't just attack uh, the man who was the yeah. poor recipient of this question. Right. So he, was a he knew what he him. was talking about. He did know what he was talking about. So he, he was a good, he was the person to ask in that mm-hmm. store. So I was mm-hmm. glad I asked him. Yep. So that was good. We went to some kind of poke. Oh, that was for good. Lunch. The Let me poke tell you, bowl. People, if you if you don't have if you don't have poke in your life, you need to. 
this is why it's the distillation of all things New England. But like, is poke that New Englandy? It's 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 northeast west coast e. Okay, I guarantee um, you, there's no poke outside. Like, there might be in Lancaster actually, but maybe four years ago there was absolutely no poke in not the coasts. Okay, fair. But regardless, it's amazing. It is, yeah. Um, I had pickled ginger for the first time. It was delicious. It was like, imagine if you had ginger, but it was also sauerkraut, and that's how good it is. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You're just like <laughs> really selling this one hard. Yeah. I do love sauerkraut, oh, yeah. though. Yeah. So just so. imagine if that was ginger. I don't really, I'm not just, a, I'm not a big ginger fan, though. <sighs> I'm sorry. Yeah, but that's, that's too okay. bad. Yep, so we wa- went to a couple bookstores. I liked the other, I did like the other bookstore yeah. better. It just, yeah. it just felt more like a bookstore to me. I don't really know they how had, to describe it other than that. I, w- um, I will say they had, they had more of a backlog, and they had more obscure books in their backlog, mm-hmm, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Had a cool ladder. That went around. Yeah. They had two ladders, I guess. For staff only, though, so that was a little devastating. That was a bit of a letdown, but. Yeah. Uh, we walked down to the water to Lake mm-hmm. Champlain, which I didn't realize until this weekend that Burlington is on Lake Champlain. I didn't realize that until uh, like two weeks ago. Yeah. I didn't really even know where Burlington was, but yeah. now I do. But it was very beautiful to like be able to look and see the. Are those the Adirondacks over that we were yeah. seeing on the other yeah. side? Mm-hmm. It's pretty beautiful. It was. And so this is why Lake Champlain can never be a great lake. Because you can see across it. Yeah. Though yeah, it was, no. it's a stunning lake, but it's not it a is. great lake. It's nice. I mean, there's lots of nice lakes, but they're not the great lakes. Yeah, right. It um, could be a nice lake. It was a nice lake. Mm-hmm. Then we got home at like... 11. Yeah, we got home at, like, midnight. Yeah, so that was later than I wanted it to be, but I had a nice time, so. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was a good time. What did you do post whatever that place is, Burlington? Um, Sunday, just kind of hung out and watched football, which was good. Um, and then was helping serve and watch some kids. So I watched some Veggie Tales on Sunday oh. night. What era of Veggie Tales? Oh, this is old stuff. We watched. Oh, good. Um, good. We watched Larry Boy and um, the Fib from the Outer Space weed? and the Rumor Weed. We watched them both. It's Wait, amazing those, how. Oh, those are different. Yeah, th- they're technically on the same. They're yeah, like on they, the same they're track. On, it's <laughs> it's like a double feature. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's amazing how those songs are still in your head, even if yeah. I haven't watched the rumor weed for probably 15 years. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I still know all the lyrics. So, so it was good. Um, let's see. What else? Go ahead and do something else that you did. If you remember, um, because I'm so terrible at remembering with things that I do. I did secret things on Sunday. Okay. I went to church. Um, that, is that a secret thing? Maybe. Oh. 
<laughs> um, that was about it. I had a pretty normal week outside. Yeah, of the the weekend. Uh huh. W- work this week has been crazy because it's the end of the quarter, and so it's like mad dash to ship everything. Um, so that's yeah. been a little stressful. I revoke that statement. I did not have a very normal week, but oh well. <laughs> okay. Um, I got some um green coffee the other day in the mail. Oh, wait. that I am intending to roast. Okay, okay. I have so, had coffee made with green beans, not green beans, but unroasted beans. Green beans. Yeah. So these are unroasted, but yeah. I'm intending to roast them. Um, I have a bread maker, and I've ordered some other things off of Amazon, so they're on their way. I'll keep you updated as that project moves Thank on. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I've thought about getting a bread maker, but I like kneading. Fair. Um, I saw a video on Facebook because that's how they trap you and ensnare you that's about true. someone baking bread in a crock pot. Huh. Yeah. That was weird. but Baking it in a crock pot. Well, okay, let me rephrase it. They ended up putting it in the oven, so I was like, this is misnamed. Like, they lied to me. Oh, are they using it to, like, prove the bread? They did prove it, and then they did leave it in there for a little bit, which I guess is maybe still proving it. I don't really know enough about bread to be able to answer that question. But um, they still put it in the oven. Depending on the type of bread, you have two proving times. So maybe that's what it was. That's lame. So much lamer than I thought. Um. The you you could probably no 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 so you you could only like heat it are crockpots pressure cookers no okay okay that makes a lot more sense because mm-hmm. I'm like a pressure cooker would absolutely destroy bread because you need bread to expand and no so if you if it's pressurized you would just get a lump of dough that doesn't bake. Nope, it just warms things up. Okay, okay, that makes a lot more sense. Yep. So, yeah. Did you um, do any fishing this week? Didn't do any fishing, although tomorrow or today, if depending on when you're listening to this, I'm going to be – Beck and I are getting dinner with a couple who the husband loves to go fishing, so – we might talk about fishing. We might have fish. Um, I don't think Man I caught. will go fishing. Cause who who just, knows where that kind of night's going to take you, though? I know, right? <laughs> we could end up fishing late into the night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unlikely. It's more likely that we'll play Catan, but <laughs> that, that's more likely. So, But I'll, I'll also keep you posted on that okay, if we do any you. night fishing. But thank no, you. I haven't done any fishing this week. I have not. I did not go fishing either. I was. Do just, you, I was just curious. Do you want to know something? So I don't know if you can. You can see in the back of my webcam that my Dwight Schrute poster is I no have, longer hanging I have on the wall. That. Yeah. So I think it was like Monday or Tuesday morning at approximately four thirteen a.m. Yeah. The command hook fell off Oof. the wall, and just scared the bejesus out of me. Command hooks, not a sponsor. <laughs> and never will be. 
Oh, but anyways, should we dive into this week's episode? Yeah, so I text you, as I often do on a Thursday morning, and said, Adrian, what are we talking about on the podcast today? <laughs> and then I usually text you back saying, I don't know. I don't know. What do you want to talk about? Although uh, it was a little different today. It this, was a little different this morning. because we were, we were tossing about a, an idea from last week, uh, but we're going to put that off until a later date. And uh, so we're going to join every single podcast in the world (laughs) (laughs) in talking about impeachment because it not only was this like personally a a a pretty atypical week for me uh, politically. This is also a pretty atypical week. How was it politically atypical? It was politically atypical in the fact that an impeachment inquiry Wow, inquiry was opened against the president. Mm-hmm. And so that has happened two times before, maybe three times if you count the so the there has been a I think it's the rules committee. They had an impeachment qu- inquiry going on for Trump for a while now, but they were doing it really low key so no one noticed. Mm-hmm. And they did not have the full house support, but so this week was it Tuesday, Monday? I think Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, it was Tuesday. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi um, announced that they will be launching a full um, impeachment inquiry, uh, and then so the the six committees tasked with that will re- respond back at a different time. Um, I remembered yeah. something that I did this week. I know Ask that me. we've moved on. Oh, that's not a question. Tell me. No, no, no. So on Tuesday, I remembered because you said Tuesday, and then I was thinking, what was I doing Tuesday? Yeah. Tuesday night, Becca and I met some of her friends from work and other friends, and we played trivia. Nice. And it was Parks and Rec trivia, and we our group finished in second place. Mm. So it was pretty exciting. Oh, you went somewhere and played it. It wasn't amongst yourselves. No, no, no. Yeah, I was at a bar. Okay. Anyway, sorry for that interjection. Nancy Pelosi said they're going to issue a case for impeachment. Well, no. That wasn't the correct lingo. No, it wasn't. They are launching an impeachment inquiry. What? Okay. Do we need to – a quick interjection. Yeah. Do we need to take a few steps back – before we talk into about specifics of what happened this week, or should we talk about the specifics that happened this week and then step back? We should probably step back. I don't know. Okay. Ask whatever questions you want. So what I was planning to do is say, like, what did you want to talk about with impeachment? Okay, sounds good. Let, go ahead and finish up what happened this week, and then we'll dive into that. Well, a lot happened this week. So okay. The, so the, the what's really important is the impeachment inquiry was was – Instigated by Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this week I heard about this and then, of course, was like Googling about it because I didn't know, I wasn't sure what was going on and also wanted to learn more about what on earth the impeachment process was um, and all of these things, which I probably learned at some point in my like government courses in I high hope. school. That d- Mr. Seibert taught you. Uh, I'm sure he did, but um, of course that was years and years ago, um, and so I needed a refresher. Um, 
So I watched a quick video from CNN mm. about um, what impeachments, what it is, basically. Um, so I guess, like, the gist of it, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, the gist of it is the government's ability to remove other government officials from power. It doesn't have to be the president. Yep. So there have been two presidents that were impeached, and I think nine. So there were nine federal judges that were impeached and removed from office. Um, so th- it's 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 kind of a a four-step process, and we are on step one. Okay. Um, so step one is launching an impeachment inquiry. So that just happened. So then I think if there are six committees, they are going to go about collecting evidence, discussing – so for the president specifically um, – actually, for everyone, you can only be impeached for – I think it's bribery, treason, and high crimes and misdemeanors. Mm-hmm. High crimes and misdemeanors is an intentionally vague statement um, – to be kind of all-encompassing. It's kind of like the 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 Quidditch rulebook. Like, there are rules that are not listed in the Quidditch rulebooks to be a catch-all slash to not inspire people to commit certain penalties. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, this inquiry is going to explore if um, – the House of Representatives believes President Trump committed high crimes, misdemeanors, treason, or bribery. Um, if they think so, they will bring articles of impeachment against Trump. That's kind of the second step. Adrian. Well, they they first need – there needs to be like a, a simple majority, 50 percent. Not Wrong. yet. Wrong. So you bring the articles of impeachment against Trump. And so then the House votes on those articles of impeachment if if they are, like, relevant or not. And so if any of those uh, articles of impeachment get a simple majority in the House, mm-hmm. then the president is impeached, and then we move on to – so that, that voting on the articles of impeachment is kind of your step three. And so if they are impeached – they go to the Senate where uh, the trial happens. Mm-hmm. And so the result of the trial is evil. either um, the charges are dropped or the the um, defendant is removed from office. Right. That has never happened for the president. Right. Because usually, like, the only times that it has happened for the president was Andrew Jackson – Johnson, right. Andrew Johnson, and Bill Clinton. Yep. It got to that point. And I'm guessing they both resigned before then? No, they were both impeached, um, but they were not removed from office. Okay. So there, Andrew Johnson uh, was not removed by one vote, um, and Clinton was pretty easily not removed from office. Okay. So what is what is the... What is what happens like why impeach somebody but not remove them from office? So um there are two reasons for that. Okay. 
there are a couple reasons for that. Or a couple of scenarios in which that could happen. So, it depends on why you are impeaching someone. So, I would say that people should be impeached. Okay, I would say that President Trump should have been impeached with more regularity than he already has had an impeachment inquiry launched mm -hmm. against him. I think articles of impeachment should have been brought against Trump before now because right. I am an impeachment purist. And so I think that people should be impeached to enforce acceptable behavior, behavior of uh, people who are in office. And so that impeach I think impeachment should be used more to enforce the the norms and acceptable practices um, more than as a political calculation. Got like, it. Like, what does the – sorry, finish what you're saying. So, like, if you think that Mueller's testimony implies that Trump is uh, guilty of campaign finance violation, you, he should be impeached for that regardless of whether or not – Articles of impeachment should be brought against Trump regardless of whether or not those articles of impeachment will be passed by the House or they will be removed from office. Adrian. So up until maybe a few minutes ago, I always assumed and equated impeachment with removal from office. No. It sounds like that is not the case. And They're so what are different. what is what is the difference and what is the point? So impeachment is to What is, does that word even mean? Is it was it invented for this? Is it have enough meaning outside of this? So impeachment was invented for uh the British government back in the day okay. um as a way to remove elected officials without the consent of the king. Okay. Um so it it means it's a process in which a legislative body charges levels charges against a government official so it's kind of like being indicted versus sentenced okay so um like right people so going back to robert Mueller, people were wondering if coming out of this if president tripe would trump would be indicted with a crime mm -hmm. um and so once you're indicted or impeached then you go to trial Mm -hmm. And then the trial decides your guilt or innocence with regards to that um, indictment or impeachment. Got it. Okay. So currently, so then, okay, I think, so I kind of understand. So basically the House, Yep. it has to come from the House. The House says, okay, this official doesn't have to be the president. I'm going to try to keep it broad, and then we'll get it more specific. Yeah. The House says this individual, this official, this some kind of individual in the government has done this wrong. We are now bringing forth these accusations, I yep. guess. Yep. They then vote on those accusations. Yep. They need, if 50% of the House says, yes, this person is guilty of these accusations, Yep. it then moves to, that is impeachment. Yeah. It then moves to the Senate where there is a trial. Yep. And in that trial, 
the Senate decides whether or not this individual should be removed from office. And they're, they need a two-thirds majority, correct? Yeah. So, okay. like, it's it might be helpful to think of, like, the House. The House is like the DA or prosecutors mm-hmm. in this case. They look at the evidence and say, these are the charges we're bringing. Mm-hmm. The Senate is the jury. Yep. They say this person is innocent or this person is guilty. Yep. Okay, so can you tell me – so in the case of Andrew Jackson, it's Andrew Johnson. Johnson. Andrew Johnson and Bill Clinton, what was the yeah. – what happened in those situations? So uh, Andrew Johnson – Andrew Johnson was president during a very interesting time of presidential versus senat- senatorial power. Mm-hmm. Um. And so Johnson was not a very popular president. He was he became president after the assassination of Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Um and so he was a southerner uh who was brought onto the ticket to try to be a kind of unifying presence for Lincoln. Did not work out. No. Um and so his agenda is very opposed to the Republicans party's agenda at the time. Um, even though he is a member of the Republican Party mm-hmm. um, as a Southerner. So regional regional distinctions are really important now. They were also really important then, and they've been less important in the middle. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, so it's, it's some of – there was a lot of clashes of who has power between um, Johnson and the Senate or and and Congress. And so mm-hmm. it's a little bit of Congress flexing on Johnson just to say like we can do this. Right. Johnson was also trying to th- the actual charges brought against him. He was trying to uh instate a I think it's Secretary of War without approval from Congress. And so all mm. cabinet all cabinet level positions need approval from Congress. Right. Um and so they brought articles of impeachment against Johnson. He was impeached, and it went to the Senate, and he was one vote away from having the uh, supermajority and thus being removed from office. He is the closest any president has been from being removed from office. Fast forward to the late 90s. It's Bill Clinton's – he's in office. So this is is – Real quick, yeah. maybe maybe I should wait to ask this until after you tell what happened with Bill Clinton. But, like, what happened? So they decided he's not removed from office, and so it's just yeah. like, oh, you were impeached, but you're still president. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's So it's like it's like if you were charged with uh, tax fraud or something, and you plead not guilty, you go to trial, and – your jury of your peers says no you're not guilty and so it doesn't affect you then that you were charged with tax fraud because you're not guilty of it yep okay um it's it's a little different for presidents because as as in the the case with bill like johnson definitely tried to do that bill clinton definitely perjured himself Mm -hmm. um in regards to uh, testimony he gave about sexual harassment allegations. Right. And so Bill Clinton was impeached for that perjury, so lying under oath. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was not removed from office. 
And so this is where it gets – this is where I, as an impeachment purist, would say let's bring up impeachment a lot because I don't care about people getting removed from office or not. I, I, I think impeachment should be used to be clear about what is acceptable or not. But like, so, what what's the point though if nothing is actually done? It just seems like a oh a slap on the wrist, but then you got away with it. Just to 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 that that as a con- congressperson, that is the power that you have, so use it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But it they are removal impeachment and removal are almost always very partisan. Uh, because, you know, having the president is, especially now, is a really, like, an outsized power in the balance of power that we have in our government. Mm-hmm. The presidency is, like, is probably too powerful right now. Um, and so it's really important for your party to have the presidency if you want to get anything done or to prevent the other party from getting anything done if you mm-hmm. have the president but you uh, don't control the legislative houses. Right. Um, and so because of how much power is invested in the presidency, it usually becomes a really political thing about whether or not to remove uh, the president from office. Probably the one time we would have seen a president removed from office was Nixon after mm-hmm. um, the cover-up of the Watergate break-in. Um, Nixon was neither impeached nor removed from office. He resigned before he could be impeached. Right. Okay, so fast forward then to today. Yeah. Where are we currently in this process and what has happened, basically? You already kind of explained it, but... Right. There has been an impeachment investigation... No, an impeachment inquiry launched... So this mm-hmm. is kind of the the fact-finding stage where um, different committees in Congress look at the evidence and determine whether or not to bring articles of impeachment against President Trump. So mm-hmm. um, as as I was listening to 538's podcast about impeachment this week, because everyone's talking about impeachment, um, Nate Silver seemed like f- absolutely flummoxed that – the average voter would take away that the Democrats are impeaching Trump from this. I was like, of course, I feel like that is, that's what people are going to take away. That's Mm -hmm. not true. They are not impeaching president Trump. They are making a determination whether or not to bring articles of impeachment against Trump currently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so what has kind of spurred this, um, new inquiry has been, the reports of a whistleblower complaint, uh, the subsequent cover-up of that whistleblower complaint, and then the heart of it all is a conversation between uh, President Trump and the president of Ukraine. His name is Vladimir something. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm trying to look up the president of Ukraine. I don't know. And so um it's Vladimir Zelensky. Zelensky, yeah. 
And so, uh, what is what people are saying is um, impeachment worthy about this call is a Trump looking to get foreign aid, not foreign aid, but foreign assistance or and or meddling in mm-hmm. the U.S. electoral process um, by the means of a foreign power. Mm-hmm. So he, in the phone call, he explicitly asks um, the president to investigate Joe Biden's son and his dealings in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Um, which are weird. I don't know a lot about them. Um, but so what people are saying, this is worthy of impeachment because here we have Trump talking to the president of a foreign power saying, Hey, president of a foreign power, can you help me win my election? Right. And so what would be even worse and is, is not stated in the the transcript and it's not a real transcript it's a approximate transcript but is it's kind of implied in the transcript is that Trump is going to uh, withhold aid to Ukraine uh, which Ukraine is kind of dependent upon for um, its military because right now there's like a a a secret war being waged against Ukraine by Russia um, mm-hmm. if you remember in I think it was 2014. Um, they seized Russia, seized Crimea, right? Um, which is a little like peninsula jutting off of Ukraine. Um, it's very reminiscent of the Crimean War, by the way, from 1856. So that's a Tolstoy has some fun stories, but anyway, um, <laughs> so because Ukraine is fighting this kind of shadow war with Russia right now. They really Uh need um, outside funding for military aid. And so Trump says, like, we've been very, very good to Ukraine. He says that, like, three times. Um, That sounds like Trump. And he says it has not been reciprocal from Ukraine. And so the Ukrainian leader says, yes, not only are you right 100%, you're right 1,000%. And I'm like, what kind of a conversation is this? Anyway, that's me editorializing things. He says, we would love to buy some more javelins from you, talking about missile defense systems. Mm -hmm. Trump then says, I'd like you to do me a favor. Right. Um, Investigate Joe Biden's son. And so what would be really bad is if you can – so there was aid that was to Ukraine that was allocated by Congress that was withheld – by the White House for before this phone call took place. They don't know. I don't know if there is a stated reason for this aid being uh, withheld. Uh, but if it is, I assume it's not for leverage over the president of Ukraine. I would. I would you mean it's not, not explicitly? <laughs> it's not right. explicitly stated, even if that is the right. reason. So if that is the reason, that's really bad. Uh, if it's not the reason, it's it's still it's still not good, mm-hmm. um, and so that is why um, the impeachment inquiry has been launched. Yep. So Nancy Pelosi has been against impeachment for a long time. Right. I guess that, that was going to be 
That was going to be another question. So the video that I yeah. watched talked about how Nancy Pelosi was so against it. Yeah. What it what is it that kind of, and so they kind of ended that video. I'm not sure when the date of that video was, but they yeah. kind of ended that video saying like impeachment is not the best way to try to get Trump out of office. The Democrats should be focusing on the 2020 election. That's what CNN but said. That's what CNN was saying, or at least okay. this one guy for the video yeah. I was watching. Um, but now it seems, and he was, and he also was explaining how Nancy Pelosi was very against it and against yep. how impeachment like attacks even like the idea of the presidency in the eyes of the people and things like that. I don't know if she was saying if that or that's just something that people um, talk about. I th- I think that is. I think that's overblown. Um, in a way, but I, I'm an impeachment, (laughs) I'm like an impeachment maximalist in some ways. But that may be an extreme perspective coming Um, from Austin. But regardless, what, why did Nancy Pelosi decide to change her position on this? So in 2018, uh, the Democrats secured a majority in the house Mm -hmm. and they did this mostly through, uh, winning back. Um, mid-Atlantic, uh, uh, like, inner U.S. suburban districts. Mm-hmm. So uh, Democrats, those are usually more moderate areas. So Democrats did really well in suburbs in 2018. Um, and so it's in these moderate suburby districts which is where the Democrats really won back this majority in the House. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Nancy Pelosi knows this and knows that impeachment is not very popular. So prior to this Ukraine thing, uh, the support for impeachment is is like significantly lower than Trump's disapproval rating. Mm-hmm. So normally when you ask people questions about like, do you support something – for or against Trump, it basically just reflects Trump's disapproval rating. That was not the case with impeachment. Impeachment was less popular than Trump is disapproved of. So there are people that disapprove of Trump but don't want impeachment to happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so Nancy Pelosi knows that impeachment isn't popular, especially with those moderate voters that they needed to get the the House back. Right. And so – Nancy Pelosi has been really cracking the whip. Fun fact, there are people called whips in parties. Yeah. Their job is to keep everyone in line, and they're yep. named after the people that would ride along with uh, hunting parties and get all the hounds to to be in place. Anyway, um, so she has been kind of getting the whole party behind her, mm-hmm. even though there was lots of criticism of Nancy Pelosi in the elections leading up to 2018 mm-hmm. she has really gotten the the democratic party behind her to not really push for impeachment so there has been like some sneaky impeachment investigations going on but no one has yeah. cared about them um because they didn't have pelosi support but now there was an op-ed written by a lot of those moderate f- freshmen slash new uh congress people who Nancy Pelosi has been trying to protect by not going forward with impeachment, saying mm-hmm. we should go forward with impeachment. And so there was kind of a snowballing then of support from 
um, the moderate Democrats who were hesitant slash opposed to impeachment saying, okay, we now support this. And then that kind of culminated with Pelosi saying, we are launching this impeachment inquiry. Mm-hmm. And so this is this is what I don't like about politics, I guess. I don't like the partisanness of it, um, mm-hmm. which is, is kind of a silly statement. Right. Uh, b- because everything is going to have partisanship baked into it. Um, and so, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, though doing things that are unpopular, you know, usually isn't good for a party. Right. Right. It, it, although it seemed like, yeah. So, so what you're saying is it seems like the impeachment process that's happening now is more partisan than no. anything else. No. So this is this is it would have been very partisan if Before. the if it had happened right at the heels of the Mueller investigation. Mm-hmm. Um it is looking like it's I mean everything is very like partisan polarized right now. But there is more um more support for impeachment now. Um so there has not been a lot of polling on it. And so mm-hmm. there is a poll that asks basically if, if it's kind of the worst case scenario um, for this Ukraine phone call. Um, this is before we got the transcript. Would right. you support impeachment or not? And so we saw um, 55% of people uh, either strongly or moderately approving of impeachment. 26% disapproved. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's a much better number than what we were seeing for um, impeachment, you know, if you're pro-impeachment. Um, mm-hmm. That's a much um, much higher approval for impeachment than it was e- even after, um, like, the days after the Mueller report was released. Right. Okay, so I think my final question will be mm-hmm. – Either why should we care or why shouldn't we care about what's happening? Okay, so the easy argument for why you shouldn't care is because uh, Trump will likely not be removed from office. Um, so basically, basically what you need to happen in for Trump to be removed from office, assuming articles of impeachment are brought against him, there is a majority of Democrats in the House, so if articles of impeachment are brought, they will probably be impeached. Um, there is a, a, I think, a 53-47 uh, majority of Republicans in the Senate, and so you need a supermajority. Uh, so you would need 66, 67 people uh, voting for impeachment in the Senate. That's tough because... You would need um, what is that like twenty senators, twenty Republican senators to break ranks and vote to impeach Trump. And mm-hmm. so, if you have been looking at voting records at all, we are in like a historically high partisan polarized environment right now. And so, it is very unlikely um, that. Republican senators will turn against Trump, 
though some Republican senators, such as uh, Mitt Romney of Utah, have been humming and hawing about it. But he does that from time to time and then still votes kind of a Republican Party line. Right. Um, so the easy explanation for why you shouldn't pay attention is it probably won't remove Trump from office. Mm-hmm. The reason why you should pay attention is it will definitely change the political landscape and kind of really set the the tone of the political landscape um, for the foreseeable future. Um, like until we, you really get close to the election, basically. Mm-hmm. Especially if this carries up to the election. Um, it is going to be what people are talking about regardless. And it's... You know, presidents have gotten impeached a lot more at a higher rate more recently just because, like, there's only been two. Um, And so when presidents get impeached, it's like a historical thing. Like, no one knows anything else about Andrew Johnson other than that he was impeached. Um, Mm -hmm. They probably don't even know that, but – so it's an important historical moment. Um, I think that you should also care because I, I think it it is an important um, look at our values as a country. Mm-hmm. Um, so right. So if if we take the maximalist view that Trump is using money and influence to get political favors from a foreign country. Um, I think that's a troubling thing, especially yeah. given like the the kind of growing uh, environment of wealth and power running nations and or international global corporations. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking of, like specifically of Russia um, as I often am uh, but like so what do we what what do we want to decide our kind of power structure is it money and convenience because then I I will happily no, I won't happily, but I will inevitably succumb to the Amazon global world empire. Um, if I, but I don't think we should let power and money determine all of our political futures. Um, and so, which is why I am. F- I am for the maximalist impeachment things. Which I guess I guess so then that my question is isn't it concerning that they could like impeach the president for doing this and then that he doesn't get removed from office like is I feel like that's more concerning than the fact that he's actually doing it. Yeah. No, I I think that's true. Um because right, if if it is really doing that you know it it would really only be kind of partisan considerations. Yeah, okay. So if Trump is using 
the office of the presidency to get political favors slash foreign influence in American elections, then it would it would only be um, really partisanship that is preventing him from being removed from office. Right, which is rather that that's more con- like. I mean, it's concerning to me that our president would be getting political favors from the other countries, but it's more concerning to me that our government is so corrupt that we're willing to turn a blind eye to that just so that you can have your party in power. Well, that's not necessarily corruption. How is that? That's obstruction of justice, like just turning a no. blind eye to the truth? Yes, yeah. How it, is that not so corruption? It's not, it's not really it it depends on if you're gaining financially from it or not. Okay. What what is the word I'm looking for? Just I don't just know. wrong, I, I morally might be wrong. wrong. About corruption. Yeah. I, yeah, it might be that. But like but I guess corruption to me is like yeah, I'm calling it corruption because you're willfully ignoring something in order to stay in power. Yeah. And like that seems rather corrupt to me. Okay, okay. So, the definition of corruption is dishonest or fraudulent conduct by those in power typically involving bribery so corruption is a is a right word it's it wouldn't be including um bribery but so so i guess that that's my i guess that's my main thing about why if i mean i don't know if we should care about it or not but to me it's at least i'm at least like willing to care enough to say okay hey like this doesn't seem right whether i agree with like the president or not like yeah if 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 this charge is brought against them and found he's found guilty of it like well if it if it's true right if it's true like cuz he could be found not guilty of it even if it is true right okay but that's what i mean like yeah, if it's yeah, true right, right. if if it is found that this is true which the evidence is already there to some extent like and and then he's not i don't know it's just concerning to me that the most likely option is that they're not removed from office yeah i i am all about this being an important important historical moment um but i but i don't want to be concerned i i i mean yes i don't think that i like i, I would not be upset if Trump was removed from office, but I don't want it to be like I hate Trump, so therefore he has to go. Like, if he like, let let's remove him for the things that he's done wrong, <laughs> not just because you hate him. I guess is that that's what yeah I'm... yeah. But as a caveat, uh, not all of these allegations have been proved explicitly. So, just yeah. But anyways. Um, we're kind of running out of time. I was going to ask one last question of if the yep. president is removed, yep. what actually happens then? So, uh, the vice president becomes the okay. president, uh, which yeah. again is like, uh, I don't know, not, we don't have time to argue about like, if you're concerned about having power, you still have Republican in power, but right. Anyways. Right. So um, uh, that's what, yeah, I, I don't know that it doesn't not make sense to me to have Pence is president. But if, maybe they're know, just afraid about re-election. Senator. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, we're true. out of time. That's absolutely true. That's and I don't point. I don't know if we want to get into that at all. Anyway, 
any recommendations for us this week, Adrian? Um, recommendations for this week. Um, I already recommended Poke very, very oh, yeah. loudly, but so I'm going to follow up on that. Definitely do that. Even I got the kale noodles, which my previous experience with Poke has been with um, just the sushi rice, which is phenomenal. But let me tell you, having the kale noodles was also very nice. I kind of wanted to try the kale noodles, but then I didn't. I I couldn't reciprocate, so I I didn't ask. That's that's fair. I mean, it it just kind of tasted like noodles, to be honest. Mm. Um, I was kind of surprised. Um, do I have any other recommendations for this week? Bar trivia was fun. Uh, it's just a fun time. Trivia is always a good time. Yeah. Trivia with friends is a good time, and then trivia about things that you like is also a good time. So. I recommend. I recommend. I have been to more bar trivia than my alcohol consumption would lead one to believe. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't think that uh, you don't. You don't have to go to. You don't have to drink at bar trivia in order to experience bar trivia. It's true. There was food at this place, so you get food. Yeah. But anyways, those are my recommendations. What do you got? Okay, so I read a book called. I. The version that I have is called Fictions. If if you're being more true, like true to what most people call it, it's Ficciones, um, which is Spanish for fictions. It's mm-hmm. by Jorge Luis Borges. Um, he is, depending on who you ask, the first really postmodern author. Depends on who you ask, mm-hmm. um, and so it's a collection of his short stories slash essays he's he's a weird writer um it it, his short stories are are kind of more like proverbs and thought experiments than they are really like short stories um some of them anyway uh but it's a lot of uh, a lot of thinking about infinity and time and mysticism and so it it's actually an interesting way to look at some theoretical physics if you're, okay. if you're interested in that um i i thought his his story the uh i think it's called the infinite library mm-hmm. uh was his best story and that is that is a really interesting look at um Oh, the Library of Babel. My bad. It's an interesting look at uh, the universe as a whole and and trying to think about that. So, uh, Borges. There you go. I think that, yeah, that's it. Awesome. We're going to make it in time. Yep, thanks for joining us. I hope that was... If not enlightening, you heard what I thought about impeachment. So, <laughs> I thought it was informative. I learned some things. Well, some people might already have listened to three other podcasts this morning about uh, impeachment, as I did. So I haven't listened to any <laughs> podcasts about impeachment, so this is my first one. Okay, well, welcome. Thank you. And goodbye. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs>